Hello, fans, and welcome to episode number 26 of the Atlanta Gladiators podcast. I'm the host and the director of broadcasting and communications with the Gladiators, Mike Fulta. We ask that you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Amazon. Uh, don't be afraid to leave us a review, uh, a rating as well. For team info, you can go to the team website at atlantagladiators.com, or you can also go on social media and find information on Twitter and Instagram at ATL Gladiators, as well as on Facebook as well. Today is Tuesday, April 5th, and today as our guest, we have on rookie forward Peter Bates. going to be a fun talk with uh, Batesy coming up here in a few minutes, but first let's get to a rundown of the state of affairs right now with the Gladiators. Atlanta took two out of three against the Greenville Swamp Rabbits this past weekend. On Friday, the Glads were down 2-1, to one, entering the third period. They ended up coming back and winning 4-3 to three in a shootout. The Glads got two huge goals from Carlos Fornaris in that game. Uh, and Peter Bates, our guest on here in a few minutes, he got his first professional goal in the third period of that game uh, to put the Glads ahead. Greenville ended up coming back and tying it late, but it was Sylvester and Nesbitt who cashed in in the shootout for Atlanta. With uh, that one point going to overtime, the Glads obviously won that game and got two points. But by getting just one point that night, Atlanta clinched a spot in the playoffs. And so Atlanta is now one of five teams to have a postseason spot secured. The Glads also lost Mike Turner due to suspension in that game. Turner got a little bit tied up with one of the linesmen after the play, kind of swatted the linesmen hands away. And because of that, uh, he was given a three-game Suspension. There's a couple different degrees to suspensions when it comes to quote unquote abuse of officials. Uh, and Turner got uh, the least severe of those suspensions. There's one that's at least seven games and there's one that's at least 20 games. He got the three gamer. He still has to serve the suspension as of uh, the third game of the suspension will be on Wednesday, April 6th. He is eligible to return back to the lineup this weekend when. The Gladiators welcome in the Jacksonville Iceman on April 8th. So that was all Friday. Then on Saturday, Atlanta fell 3-2 at Greenville. Close game. Glads just couldn't pull it out there at the end. And then on Sunday, the Glads returned home after eight straight games on the road, and they held on to claim a 4-3 victory over Greenville. Jacob Graves made his home Gladiators debut. He picked up three assists for Atlanta. This is the first time that the home crowd got to see the big 6-2 defenseman Graves on the blue line. He was hailed as a shutdown D-man, but he picked up three points uh, and now has 10 on the season. He had seven previously, seven assists, when he came over from the Wichita Thunder in a trade last week. The Gladiators have won 17 of their last 21 games. Atlanta has been on an absolute tear since the start of the new year. The Glads lead the entire league with 10 third-period comebacks. That's any game in which Atlanta trailed heading into the third period and came back to win that game at some point. They had one of those on Friday. No other team has anywhere close to 10. The next closest team has six on the season. The Glads are also tied for the league lead with the most home wins with 24. Atlanta has had a huge home ice advantage this season. The Glads are 24-8-1. and when playing at the Coliseum on the Ortho Sport and Spine Physician home ice. 
The Glads did miss out on, uh, they did miss their captain, Derek Nesbitt, in a couple of games over this past weekend. Nesbitt apparently blocked the shot on Friday and was a bit sore for uh, Saturday and Sunday's game. He was held out of the lineup. The Glads also played without their leading scoring defenseman, Tim Davison, through that entire weekend against Greenville. So Atlanta's hoping to get those two guys back here soon, along with Turner coming off of suspension. Remember that Cameron Kiley in that Rapid City series hurt his shoulder. He is on injured reserve, as is Mike Pellick and as is Anthony Florentino. The Glads are trying to win their first division since the 2013 season. Atlanta has had a total of three division titles uh, here in Gwinnett County. Jeff Pyle has not led Atlanta to a division title since the 2006 season. Right now, the Gladiators lead the South Division, but they're just one game, so two points ahead of the Florida Everblades, who are in second. And Florida has the tiebreaker on the Gladiators, the tiebreaker being regulation wins. So with the Glads and the Everblades playing here on Friday, tomorrow night, if Florida were to win that game, the two teams would be tied, or win in regulation, I should say, the two teams would be tied in terms of points percentage, and Florida would have the tiebreaker giving the Everblades the top spot in the South Division. Florida has two games uh, against South Carolina still on their schedule, and then three games against the Gladiators. So Atlanta, they don't want to have to rely on a South Carolina team that's been near the bottom of the South Division all season long. The Glads are going to have to do some significant damage against the Everblades coming through the final couple weeks of the season. Atlanta's remaining schedule features those three games against Florida, but also two games against the Jacksonville Icemen at home this weekend. So the Glads have kind of a tough road ahead with five regular season games remaining on the schedule. The most recent or the, uh, the next one coming up here on Wednesday at seven o'clock against the Everblades and then seven thirty against the Icemen on Friday and Saturday. Those are three straight home games. Then the Glads go on the road down to Florida. We do have $5 tickets here coming up on this Wednesday game against Florida. Uh, Those $5 tickets are on behalf of Helping Mamas. The Glads will be accepting donations of baby supplies as well on the organization's behalf. The 8th, so that's Friday against Jacksonville, is Military and First Responders Night at the Coliseum. The Glads are offering $15 tickets to any individuals who were part of of the military, police, fire department, uh, and EMS, along with nurses as well. So discounted tickets for military and first responders on Friday night. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then on Saturday, the last home game for Atlanta, that is April 9th. It is Star Wars night. The Glads are going to have some characters on the concourse to interact with, uh, and it's going to be uh, a great atmosphere. Already a lot of tickets sold for that game as well. So It should be uh, some pretty good atmospheres here coming up on Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday for Atlanta against Florida and then Jacksonville twice. As always, if you're interested in purchasing tickets or purchasing any kind of ticket package, please reach out to the GLADS front office at 770-497-5100. They will help uh, make sure that you get the cheapest rate. We've heard some horror stories uh, this season, and I've mentioned this before on, on this podcast, but... We've heard some some kind of sad stories of people just paying way too much uh, for tickets through these third parties and what have you. But by far, the best option is to uh, call the front office. There's also a Sangoon Sheen ticket package 
For $125, you get four tickets. Uh, you get four signed Sangoon Sheen pucks. You get four complimentary beer vouchers uh, to be redeemed at Social Fox Brewing's Tap Room. And you also get a 20% off coupon to uh, WNB Factory. That's Wings and Burgers. Uh, they've got some great stuff over there, including the Maximus Burger and the Gladiators Burger. But that's a $220 value that the Glads are offering up for $125. Again, including four tickets, four signed pucks, four complimentary beer vouchers uh, to Social Fox Brewing's Tap Room, and then that 20% off coupon. Uh, so a lot of people have already signed up for that shin package. Uh, I know his his hands are getting tired from, uh, from signing some of those pucks, um, but that package is still available. That gives uh, that wraps up our rundown. Let's get to our send segment where we give updates on the NHL and AHL affiliates of the Atlanta Gladiators. We have the Ottawa Senators in the NHL and the Belleville Senators in the AHL. Uh, last week we had some sad news uh, as a part of the Senators family. Uh, Eugene Melnick, the owner of the Ottawa Senators and the Belleville Senators, passed away at the age of 62 due to illness. Uh, Nashville actually had a nice tribute for Melnick when Ottawa was in Nashville, and then they honored Melnick again in Ottawa when uh, the Sens returned home. Uh, but some sad news last week. The Sens actually beat the Detroit Red Wings in back-to-back games 5-2, to two, the same score in both of those games. Uh, on Sunday, Tyler Ennis played in his 700th career game, uh, but unfortunately sustained an injury in that game, and he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Uh, he had 24 points on the season at the time of the injury. The Senators play the Montreal Canadiens here tonight. A couple of Canadian teams outside of the playoff picture in the Eastern Conference. The Belleville Senators uh, just lost back-to-back games at Springfield in Western Massachusetts. Belleville is six games above 500, and they're only two points out of the playoffs up in the North Division, so they are still very much in the hunt. The B-Sens play Utica on Wednesday. Now it's time to bring you our interview with Peter Bates, but before we get to that, we want to thank our partner, Orthosport and Spine Physicians. Orthosport and Spine Physicians is now the official team doctor of the Gladiators, as well as the naming partner for the Glad's Home Ice. Orthosport and Spine Physicians specializes in providing state-of-the-art, minimally invasive treatments for complex neck and spine problems, as well as sports-related injuries and conditions. They also serve patients who travel to their office from other areas in the Southeast and throughout the country. Let them help you Get back in the game. And now, Peter Bates. And now we welcome on rookie forward Peter Bates. Batesy, thanks for uh, joining us here, man. Yeah, no, no problem. Uh, how are you uh, How are you liking Atlanta so far? Uh, it's really nice. It's, it's nice to be in some warm weather. Um, yeah, everybody's been really nice so yeah. far, so I'm enjoying it. You've only uh, played a few professional games. What are your thoughts on uh, the pro game so far? It's definitely different than college, especially where I was coming from. It's, it's a little bit faster, the Players are a little bigger, and obviously everyone's a little bit better. So just mm-hmm. trying to get used to it. Now you came from St. Norbert uh, up in Wisconsin, uh, Division Three school. Uh, how difficult has the adjustment been? Yeah, it's uh, it was definitely it's been tough. Like the everyone's just so much bigger and stronger was is what I've noticed so mm-hmm. far. The especially the defensemen, and obviously the forwards are a lot more skilled, but the defensemen are definitely bigger and stronger and, and more physical. The guys you're going up against in the corner. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's a little different. Um, I'm curious, like you're mentioning the size. A lot of times, like when we have guys moving up from, you know, ECHL to AHL or, or even SPHL to, to ECHL, 
you know, they mentioned maybe the speed of the game or like the intelligence of guy, like the hockey IQ of guys out there. Do you notice that difference as well? Yeah, it's definitely. There's a lot less mistakes than there were, especially Division Three. The game's way less like frantic, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, just people are just like a lot more consistent with their decision making and stuff, which is obviously why they're good players and playing here. You joined the team when everybody was on the road in South Dakota, right? Yep. What uh, what was it like for you to to meet everyone, and what was it like when you first got into the room? Uh, I mean, I was definitely a little nervous. Um, everybody's been really nice though, so it made it a lot easier. But it was, it was a long day of travel and stuff. But everybody's been nice. Uh, what did you have any like weird connections or anything? Uh, or? Yeah, I was leaving on Thursday, and I I missed my flight in <laughs> uh, Minneapolis. So I had like a eight or nine. Hour was it delayed or, or what? Uh, my uh, my first flight got delayed, and okay. I missed my uh, my connecting flight by a couple minutes. Okay. Were you, were you like kind of freaking out then a little bit, like uh, trying to go make your pro debut? And <laughs> I was more freaking out due to the like trying to tell people like I wasn't going to be there on time. I didn't yeah. want it, and I didn't know if other people knew what was going on. It was more the, the communication part of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, what did you think of South Dakota? Have you ever been out there before? Uh, I don't think I've ever been to South Dakota before. Maybe I've driven through it or something. But yeah, no, I've never been there. I, it was all right. It was all right. Yeah, it's small. <laughs> we can leave it at that, yeah. right? <laughs> um, your first couple shifts in when uh, you guys were playing against a pretty good Rapid City team out there. Your your first couple shifts in, were you just trying to stay alive or not take the minus? Like what? Uh, what was kind of going through your head? Yeah, I was just trying to not play simple and not make any glaring mistakes. Would probably be what my thought process was. Just yeah. I don't know, trying to help my line mates out and not do anything too uh, too crazy or out of control. Was there was there ever a moment like in one of those first few shifts of that first game, or maybe even the second game, when you were kind of like, okay, now I understand, you know, the pace of this and the size of everybody out there? Uh, I don't know if there was like a moment. I don't know. I was just trying the whole time. I just felt like I was trying to just, I don't know, keep up with the game and make sure I was like, I don't know, just trying to help the team <laughs> if I can. Yeah, you got put on a, the the third line there. I believe that was uh, Gertler and Turner there that you were playing with. Is that right? Yeah, those two. Yeah, um, you guys. It felt like you guys did a pretty good job, like cycling the puck there uh, in that in that first series. You know, you mentioned kind of keeping it simple. Is that what uh, head coach Jeff Pyle kind of wanted out of that group? Then, uh, yeah, that's kind of the that was kind of the feeling I got from him when I showed up. Um, and they're easy to play with, so it was just kind of just get the puck below the goal line and yeah. work from there. Keep it as far away from your net as possible. It was kind of thought process I think well what do you think are the strengths of your game uh, I think I'm pretty smart I think that's probably what I would consider like my biggest strength just trying to make like good decisions so once you do that everything else kind of hopefully can fall into place what about practices here in Atlanta are they a lot different than the type of practices you guys would have at St. Norbert you're starting to smile here definitely they're a little bit easier than the practices we had in college from like a physically demanding standpoint um but they've been really nice it's nice to they also play way more games here so it's a lot yeah. different from coming from college um college practices were definitely like way way harder like in terms of like just people finishing hits and like trying to get in the lineup and especially because you only play 30 games and you practice all week so you kind of have to practice pretty hard so was that kind of an adjustment you had to make or, or was it just kind of easy to like go with the flow then with these these pro practices i was definitely really nervous the first practice and it was less intimidating than i thought because it was there there wasn't as i thought it was gonna be super like intense and like 
stuff like that. But it, it wasn't too bad, which was nice. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, to ask about St. Norbert, you know, Division three school. You were named the, uh, the Sid Watkins Award winner for this past year. What, what did that kind of mean to you? That's the, like the Hobie Baker for D3, right? Uh, yeah, it was, it was nice to win. Um, yeah, I mean, our team kind of, I don't know, we lost in the playoffs, so obviously yeah. it was a disappointing end of the year. But it's nice to win that. My line mates helped a lot and made me look good, so... Yeah, it's nice to win. I got you. Humble pie, huh? Uh, but you won multiple Player of the Year awards in your conference. I mean, you were clearly one of the best players at the Division Three level for several years. Uh, I'm curious how to, how you got to St. Norbert in the first place. Was it recommended to you? Was it somewhere that you had always kind of been looking? How heavily were you recruited there and other places? Uh, yeah, I was playing juniors in Janesville, Wisconsin. And I, obviously I wanted to play Division One. Um and nothing really worked out, and St. Norbert was in Green Bay, and it seemed like a, it was just close, basically. I didn't think too much about it, and they asked if I wanted to come on a visit, and all the people I met on my visit were really nice, so it just seemed like a nice place yeah. to spend four years. Because you had a pretty good last year uh, of juniors. You didn't have any D1 offers or, or any looks or anything like that? No, not, not really. Um, maybe a tiny bit towards the end of the year, but no, nothing. Yeah. Nothing really ever that serious. So you were three years uh, of juniors in the the NAHL. You really blew up, like I said, that last year with Janesville. What kind of happened there in that in that last season? What helped you take that that next step? You were, I think, a point a game. Yeah, I think. I mean, our team was pretty good, and then I mean, I just got. It's hard, obviously, to get a chance to play when people are like older than you and stuff like that. So it was more just getting a chance to play and mm-hmm. like kind of show what you can do. Gotcha. Well, and of course, uh, as I think some of our fans might know, at St. Norbert, you played under uh, a Gladiators legend and Andy Brandt, who was both a player here uh, who sits up a little bit behind Derek Nesbitt on most of the leaderboards as far as uh, Gladiators goals, assist points are concerned. But nonetheless, he's up there. Uh, he also coached here in Atlanta. Is it uh, is it safe to say that he is the reason that you're here in Atlanta specifically? Yeah, he's definitely, I mean... This the last five years he's helped me like a ton, um, and he's definitely the reason I'm here. Like I don't, I'm not sure what I'd be doing if he wasn't my coach. So mm-hmm. definitely thankful, thankful for all his help, and he definitely helped me get here. Start out with what he was like as a coach. Uh, he's just like uh, he's just a nice guy. He knows a ton about hockey. He does a lot of video stuff, so you learn a lot from like the hockey aspect and stuff. But it, he's just a like nice guy. He's easy to talk to, and he's just super helpful and like he's good about like. I don't know, pushing people and making sure he's like, you always feel like he's in your corner kind of thing. Okay, so is he a bit of a player's coach then? Yeah, definitely. Gotcha. What was he, uh, did he have to pitch like Atlanta to you at all? How did that go when he was telling you about the Gladiators? Uh, I just I just kind of wanted to play. It didn't really matter where. Yeah. And he said nothing but good things about here and like the coaches and stuff. So I don't think he really had to sell me too much. I just wanted to keep playing. Right. I'm curious, you know, because obviously he spent a lot of time in professional hockey. How much of that did he bring to St. Norbert? Or did he more adjust to the, you know, Division Three style? I think he definitely brought a lot of pro hockey stuff to St. Norbert, especially with, like, the video and helping, like, individual players work on, like, stuff that maybe they need to work on. Um, his, like, the he did all the video and stuff for our team in school and, would do like the scouting for the teams we were playing, so he definitely brought a lot of the pro hockey, like side of things to our and, school. And that had to have been a huge advantage for you guys. It's a very proud program at, at St. Norbert. 
and you know at the D three level, not every team necessarily has a guy with the pro experience, like especially as a player and as a coach, like Brand has. Yeah, he definitely. I mean, he's a big reason why our team was was pretty good the last few years when I was there because he he helps so much with everything like that and mm. just make sure you know like exactly what you're doing when you get out there. It's never like a surprise when you show up to the game what the other team's doing. Yeah. Well, and I wanted to ask about uh, your freshman year. You guys won the Natty, right? That was your first yeah. year there? Yeah, we did win. 2017, uh, 2018. Where, where was that? Uh, we won in Lake Placid, New York, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's pretty sick spot. So you played in that same barn then that the 1980 team played in, the Olympic yeah, team? Yep, yeah, we, we played on the same ice. It's pretty cool. Yeah? Did, did you kind of like see, you know flashback at all to you know like the the movie miracle or some of those old clips yeah, like when you're there <laughs> i think some of the guys on the team might have might have watched miracle or something before we went it, it, <laughs> we got to meet a couple of them and like walk through like the olympic museum and stuff and yeah. we got to see a bunch of cool stuff it was really cool to go i've never been it's a pretty old place i mean obviously like it's been around since at least 1980 but like it's uh it's pretty intimate there no yeah it was just definitely it was, it was pretty old and i mean obviously for division three there weren't it's like there weren't wild fans or anything there, so it was mostly just our parents. But um, the rink was was super cool, and it was really nice to see all the like the stuff in the museum and all the old stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, what was it like to win the national championship, but also to do that in your first year of college? Like you, you jump in and boom, you have success right away. Yeah, I mean, it was it was awesome. It's definitely like the proudest moment of my hockey career for sure. It'd be tough to beat. Um, but yeah, it was it was awesome. Definitely, like makes you expect to be really good, like the rest of the years. Which, I mean, as a freshman, I don't think I realized how hard it was to win. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely thankful we won, and you definitely appreciate it now that I'm done. That like it's a pretty hard thing to do, and I'm like pretty proud of our team that we won. Well, a guy who was on that team, that 2017-2018 team, and played with you guys or with you a few more years was. Uh, Tim Davison's brother Luke, you knew him fairly well. Yep, he was in. I was in his uh, like class or whatever, and then I stayed a fifth year, and he ended up not staying a fifth year. But we went in like to school the same year. And Luke's story is, is pretty cool. Um, you know, he were you on the team kind of like during his his battle with cancer then? Yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. Um, you know, we don't have to go, go into it too far, but like, what was it like to kind of be around that and be through his struggle? Because there was a pretty cool video on social media that came out a while ago of him kind of getting back to his St. Norbert teammates and stuff like that, um, like, during his, his battle with cancer. Yeah, it's definitely, like, I mean, it's obviously tough. You hate to see, like, your friend have to go through something like that, but he was, like, really positive through the whole thing and, I don't know, made it easy for us to, like, not just sit there and feel bad for him. We just kind of hung out with him like normal and, like, obviously glad he seems to be on the other side of it and got through it, but it, it wasn't too, like, it didn't really seem like it affected him from a, like outward like standpoint with us he was always a ton of fun to hang out with and that's how he wanted it just yeah. to be normal pretty See, much yeah he I, I think he at least that's what we thought so that's what we uh <laughs> it seemed pretty normal while uh, while it was going on and obviously we were like cheering him on and trying to be as helpful as we could but i think he probably appreciated that we were all just there to hang out with him like normal so had you gotten to meet tim before then uh yeah, I'd I'd met him like once or twice. Okay, never, never like skated with him or anything. Or I think I skated with him one time in the summer. Um, I think he came out to skate with Luke one time, in the little skates that happened in Green Bay over the summer. I gotcha. Um, 
Well, now that uh, now that you're out of school and you're you're a pro hockey player, how do you uh, how do you spend your time away from the the rink? Um, well, I didn't exactly bring a, a lot of. I didn't know how long I was going to be here, <laughs> so I didn't. You uh, just brought the essentials. I did not bring a ton of stuff, so I've got a couple books that I'm working through. <laughs> okay, I've got what, what do you read? Like like self help stuff or uh, I've, fiction? I've, fiction? Yeah, I've read a couple fiction books. I like. I don't know. I'll, I'll read anything. Um, right now, I'm reading a fiction book, but I brought my Apple TV, so I've been watching a lot of sports and talking to my buddies from college and yeah. Hanging out with um, Malcolm and Chris when I when everybody's so home. you got Chris Nell and Malcolm Hayes as uh, as your roommates. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty funny bunch right there. Definitely a funny bunch. I knew uh, I knew Chris a little bit before coming here, and I've never met Malcolm before, but he's he's pretty funny. Nice, he's another Green Bay guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Have, have you like kind of known about him when he was going up then? Uh, yeah, because his uh, one of the guys I played in school with. Uh, he was the best man at his wedding, so like he's been around uh, St. Norbert before and stuff like that. So I've I've hung out with him outside of hockey, but I'd never skated with him or anything before coming here. Oh, great! Did you kind of get um, sucked into like Packers lore a little bit when you were up in Green Bay? I know you're uh, an Illinois guy. Like, yeah, are I'm you a Chica- from a Bears Illinois, fan? but I I would say um, well, I'm definitely a Packers fan now. Oh, I, okay. I was not the biggest football fan before I got there, but now I'm, uh, like, if I'm not playing a hockey game on Sunday, I'm watching the Packers play. I'm a pretty big fan now. Yeah. When was the first time you got to Green Bay? <laughs> uh, on my – actually, no, I played in the AAA Nationals when I was 18. Okay. Actually in Green Bay, but – other than that, just on my visit was the first time I'd been to Green Bay. Because you had heard about Green Bay. You know there's, a, like, an NFL football team. Were you ex- expecting, like, a bigger city when you got there? <laughs> uh, I don't know what I was expecting. The Packers are definitely, like, the big show in town. So I, well, it's I can't the biggest Im- building in town. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine Green Bay without the Packers. So it's definitely, like, I mean, that's 100%, like, the center of attention. It's really hard to... Like when you spend time there, it's easy to like kind of fall in love with the Packers and root for them because yeah. it's like it is the it's the it's thing that's what they got to do. Like yeah, brings the city together, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I guess like when I went there, I didn't realize that uh, Lambeau Field's literally the tallest structure for like a hundred miles. Yeah, you can see it from like any pretty much anywhere in Green Bay. <laughs> you can see, you can see Lambeau towering above the houses. Yeah, yeah, that's great. What about? Um, what about any shows? You said you brought the uh, the Apple TV. You watch any shows right now? Or uh, I haven't watched much TV. I usually just watch sports. I'll watch any version of a sporting event for the most part. I've been trying to think if I've watched any shows recently. I watched the show about the Lakers on HBO. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Showtime is that what it's called? Yeah, or? I can't remember what it's called, okay. but I've I've watched that. I don't know if I'm up to date on it, but I've watched a few episodes. Of Pretty that. good. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. We started watching it in college, so I've been trying to keep up. Yeah. What about um? I know you guys just got out of this uh, this golf draft here. Um, what, what was that all about, and uh, who'd you you guys end up getting? Uh, I, th- I think you picked five guys, and then by Saturday you have to be down to two, and then whoever's team's got the lowest combined score wins. I think is my understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we picked kind Dustin of a little jo- fantasy golf thing. Yeah. yeah, we picked Dustin Johnson first. I don't, I don't know. I don't know a ton about golf, so. Dustin You're not a stick? You never get out there? Or? Uh, I work at a golf course in the summer, but I would definitely not describe myself as a great golfer. <laughs> um, yeah, we got a guy named Harry Higgs that's our uh, 
we liked his name. So that was okay. Our, that's our dark horse. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Well, Batesy, this has been awesome, man. Uh, we're we're excited to have you here in Atlanta. We're excited to see what you can do here moving forward. Thanks for doing this today. Yeah, thank you. Batesy has been a huge boost to this Gladiators group. Fairly productive over his first few games. Four points in his, his first six professional appearances. So he's had a strong start. And the Glads will be leaning on him uh, in that third line potentially throughout uh, throughout the season here, throughout the rest of the regular season and into the playoffs as well. Atlanta, again, takes on Florida on Wednesday. Jacksonville here at home on Friday and Saturday. Three more home games remaining for Atlanta. And that is it as far as home games in the regular season are concerned. Then the Glads head down to southwestern Florida to take on the Everblades on Friday and Saturday of next weekend. Call the ticket office at 770-497-5100 for any ticketing questions. Please do tune in here uh, to the Gladiators Broadcast Network on Mixler and on flowhockey.tv. We have a great Mixler community, uh, a lot of people interacting in the chat. It's always fun to hear from Gladiators fans um, during those broadcasts. I am actually the one running the Mixler chat uh, for the Gladiators Broadcast Network during those games, so I'm calling the games, and then if we have a commercial break, I'll, I'll try and uh, chime in there in the chat uh, if possible. Uh, we do enjoy anybody asking questions in that chat as well. It's a good opportunity for us uh, to interact with you guys, the fans, on air and kind of answer some of your questions as a part of the broadcast. If you want to watch the games, uh, we have a great ser- a streaming service, flowhockey.tv. If you have the package with Flow Hockey TV, you can not only watch Gladiators games, but you can watch pretty much everything that's on there. You can watch all the ECHL action, uh, and you can also switch between the Gladiators feed and the opposition's feed, and we certainly hope that you turn in to me and to our broadcast to listen to an Atlanta Gladiators-centered feed. But we will see you here on Wednesday at the Coliseum and on Friday and Saturday as well. Until next time, here on the Atlanta Gladiators podcast. 